Turn your Bibles, if you would, to the book of Hebrews chapter 1 for our thoughts this morning. Hebrews chapter 1. Hebrews chapter 1. Beginning in verse 1, God who at sundry times and in divers manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, made so much better then the angels, as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. Let's pray. Father, I love you and praise you. Thank you for this time you've given us. Come and worship you. We thank you for each one here in your sanctuary. Now, Lord, as I break the bread of life, give me the words to say, Lord, that I might present Christ and him crucified. Father, I don't know the spiritual condition of those that are out there, but I know that if there is a need... Lord, you can meet that need if they'll only come. Especially, Lord, if there's one that doesn't know you as Lord and Savior, they've not experienced being born again in salvation, please, Lord, may your Holy Spirit convince them of that need before it's everlasting too late. Heard the prayer requests. Lord, your will be done with each one. And Lord, again, may we worship and honor you today, for it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Well, it is that time of the year, is it not? Uh, everybody is in a mad rush. I don't know about you, but I don't like going to the stores this time of the year. I'm afraid I'm going to get run over by three or four ladies at a time with their shopping carts. And uh, I just, I don't want to deal with that. You know, I'm just now getting up to where I can stand again with my old knee, so I don't want to be run over by a shopping cart. But, you know, we laugh and all. But I want you to understand something. You know, there are people literally in the world, and especially in this country today, that truly don't know the true meaning of Christmas. Amen? And it's mind-boggling. Even as a lost man, even as a lost boy, not having a personal relationship with Jesus, my parents taught me what Christmas was all about. It wasn't about, as Brother Bill said in his devotional, the tree and the trimmings and the gifts under the tree. It was about God coming down into the flesh and revealing himself to man as he was born in a manger. But there's so many out there that don't even want to recognize Christmas and Christ together. In fact, they would love to have Christ completely taken out. But understand something this morning. It would be easier for man to take the wet out of rain or the light out of the sun than for Jesus to be completely taken out because he is the Lord of creation. He is King of kings. He is the Savior of mankind. And you can do what you want to. Try to remove him from public, from the schools, 
from our home. But you know what? He's still on his throne. He still died on the cross for our sins. And you know what? One day everybody is going to confess he is king of kings and Lord of lords. So as we get prepared for this season, Christmas. And yes, I said Christmas. You know, sometimes you go to a store and you say Merry Christmas and people look at you, some of the workers. And at first I thought, well, you silly things. It's not the workers. It's the company they work for that says they can't recognize Christmas. But if you really want to blow someone's mind, and I like to do this every now and then because I just like, I get giggles and kicks out of it. It's that time of the year you go to the register, you pay for your goods, and you say, Happy Incarnation. And they'll stop in their tracks. Huh? Happy Incarnation. And by the way, what that means is God came down to earth. Born of a virgin. And it goes over their heads. And you say, well, Brother John, you shouldn't make fun. Listen, it's not my fault. They don't understand the real meaning of the season. Listen, there's only a few holidays us Christians have today that we can celebrate, and they're beginning to be fewer and fewer. But thank God we can come together and celebrate his immaculate birth, Brother Ciro. Amen. So with that in mind, I want us to see Christ in Christmas. And aren't you thankful that the Savior loves us and has revealed Himself to us. What I do in my Bible? Where? Boy, oh boy, y'all, that's going to be a goodie. How, how many of you believe that I got to have this to preach? Amen. Just testing you. I don't want to preach man, I want to preach my Savior. Hebrews chapter 1 it says, God at sundry times and in divers manners. Spake in time past. And let me just say this. God in various and in different ways spake to man. You see, God wanted to reveal himself to man. And as I thought about this, I thought, you know, the Bible tells us that in the cool of the evening, he would walk with Adam in the garden. The Bible says that Enoch walked with God. The Bible says that he revealed himself to Moses by the burning bush. He revealed himself to Samuel and to Joseph in a dream. You see, God has always wanted to reveal himself, him being the creator to his creation. And I don't know about you, but I'm thankful that he has revealed himself. He didn't have to. You say, well, why didn't he? Because man is a sinner. When I think about Moses smiting the rock instead of speaking to it. When I think about Jeremiah wanting to quit on God and just give up because he didn't have faith. And before we throw rocks at him, where are you? 
You ever felt like quitting? You ever felt like your faith is way, way down? Sure you have. I have. But God still wanted to reveal himself. Now, understand, the greatest revelation that God has ever revealed, Brother Cyril, to man is the mystery and revelation that one day the Messiah would come into the world. Now, they had to look forward to the Messiah coming. And by the way, the Messiah is Christ who would die on the cross to save us. But he revealed that the Messiah was to come. And notice what it says. It says, God in sundry times in divers manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets. Now, again, I'm thankful that God spoke at that time in the Old Testament. He used prophets because they were God's representatives to man. He also used the priest, the chief priest, as man's representative to God. But God spoke through the prophets. And what did he speak to them about? That one day, born of a virgin, a Savior would be born. And I know lots of folks today, they try to argue. In fact, I was watching, I don't know why I do it to myself, but I turn on sometimes the learning channel. I don't know, there's nothing to learn on there but garbage. But I turn on the learning channel. They had this guy that had so many degrees it wouldn't even favor. PhD, I mean, it wasn't even funny. He had all of these, and the guy says, it is impossible. Could never happen. There's no way a virgin can have a child. He just don't know my God. And understand, had Jesus, the Messiah, the Savior, had he not been born of a virgin, you and I would be in trouble today. Amen? Listen. That's the only way he could come into the world. God is, can I share something with you? This is what I love about God sharing the message to man. When God came down here on earth, born in that manger, born of a virgin, understand God himself stopped using prophets and angels to speak for him, he spoke of himself the truth. And by the way, who better, Brother Cyril, to share the truth than God himself? Amen. Amen. It's amazing. You believe God? The Bible says, let God be true and every man liar. So when God speaks, he speaks truth. He can't lie. He can't change. He's God. So the Bible says that God revealed the message of the Christ 
through the prophets to man because God has always wanted to have a relationship with his creation. And the reason he sent the message through the prophets so that men would come to repentance and faith and be born into his family. That's the reason Jesus came. Now, notice what it says. He spoke in those days, in the Old Testament, through the prophets. And, and, and let me just say this. I think I said it after we was up here yesterday with Brother George going over his song. I stopped in to see Brother Tucci and Sister Tucci, and uh, she was getting her lesson prepared. You understand that from Malachi to the angel coming to Zacharias, completely 400 years of silence. You say, wow. I say, wow. Not a word. But God had already spoken that what was to come to pass would come to pass. It's all about faith. But finally, after 400 years, boom, the angel appeared to Zacharias. You say, well, Zacharias wasn't Joseph. That's right, he wasn't. But he was John the Baptist's father. And he was a priest. And I'll go ahead and say it. Zacharias doubted also. When the angel appeared, he doubted. And there are people in the world today that doubt constantly when it concerns our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. They doubt, oh, it's impossible. It's a fairy tale. It's a made-up story. No, it's gospel. It's true. It happened. And deny him if you will. But just remember, one day you're going to face him. And you're going to see him as he is. Now, today, look at what it says. In these last days, Spoken unto us by his son. Now, today we are in the dispensation of grace. And what that means is God has given man grace and time to accept the gift of eternal life through the sacrifice of his son on the cross. Listen, but one of these days... Grace is going to run out. And then man will have to face judgment. And the only thing that's going to matter is what did you do with Jesus? You receive him or did you reject him? It's the only thing that's going to matter. There's lots of things that matter in life, but the most important thing is what you did with the Savior, God's Son. And the Bible says in verse 2 here in Hebrews, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his son. You see, when I think of the Savior speaking to us, 
I think about the time him and the disciples were on the ship and the waves and the wind became boisterous and the disciples became afraid and Christ rose and spoke very calmly in a very calm voice. Peace be still. And the Bible says it became calm. That's who I think of speaking when it comes to Christ. What about when Christ would just speak and people were healed from their infirmities and afflictions? What about him speaking to Lazarus? Lazarus, come forth! And at the sound of the son's voice, Lazarus came out of the tomb. You see, God has spoken to us. And his voice rings out very still and very calming. That I sacrificed and purged your sins on the cross. I bridged the gap that sin held over the creation ever since time began. I defeated sin when I died, and when I rose, I defeated death and hell for you. You see, understand this morning, God has now spoken to us by His Son. And let me just say, why in the world we see folks make it about Oh, yes, a babe was born in a manger, but they always tend to make him some little weakling. No, no, no. He is God. He is all-powerful. He is all-knowing. He is everywhere. He's on his throne, and guess what? There ain't nothing ever going to conquer him or kick him off the throne. Okay? It says... Hath in these last days spoken unto his, us his son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. You see, he has been appointed heir. You see, there's many today that will deny. That Jesus is God, his deity. They'll tell you straight to your face. Oh, you can't believe in that. I sure can. You see, even though the son, the heir if you will, was in heaven in eternity past with God the Father, he left his glory and came here to Bethlehem 2,000 years ago, born of a virgin in a manger. Understand, please, this morning, if you don't get nothing else, understand the reason he is an heir is because he's God. Period. He left his glory. He left the riches of glory for you and for me. You see, he didn't have to, did he, preacher? He did it freely because he loves me and you. 
I still pinch myself. How could God love this? But he does. And he willingly left. And understand, the Bible says that God has highly exalted him. Why? Because of his obedience and his sacrifice. And yes, he's an heir. He is the heir. You see, the next time we see him, he's going to be in glory. Oh yeah, he's coming in the clouds to take us that are saved home, the rapture. But when we get to heaven, he's going to be around his throne and we're all going to be glorifying him. We're all going to be worshiping him. We're all going to be crying out, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Worthy is the lamb. You see, he came the first time as a lamb for sacrifice. But one day he's coming back as the Lion of Judah, King of kings and Lord of lords. And the reason we celebrate happy Immaculation Day is because of what he did for us. Now, the Bible says in verse 2 that he's been revealed to man today through the Son. And it says, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. Do y'all believe God's word? Tell me how someone explains it. No, there's no deity there. It means that he had everything the Father has. Why? Because he's God. Express image. Everything about God the Father was in the Son. Compassion and love. Mercy. Here's one to blow your mind. Power. Amen. He's express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power. God spoke this world into existence. He made us from the dust of the earth. He breathed in our nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. He's not some weak God. Amen. He is the Lord of power. Let me tell you about his power. His power is so great that it can take the vilest of sinners and cleanse and wipe away all their sins, pay (coughs) the debt of sin in full and make the vilest sinner a lamb of his, a child of his. You want to know about power? Better yet, have you experienced the power? of the Lord in salvation. I pray you have. You see, he's the Lord of power. Notice, when he had by himself purged our sins, and let me stop right there, he purged our sins. You see, he by himself, you see, Christ is the only one that can purge your sins, and provide salvation for you and I. There ain't no other. I know the world tells you, oh, it doesn't matter who you believe or what you believe in. 
You can get to heaven any old way you want to. No, there is only one Savior and one salvation and one way. There aren't many ways. And it took him to come and purge our sins. You say, well, what does purge mean, preacher? It means he removed all guilt. He purged my sins and your sins. You see, we were all before unredeemable. But because of what Christ did when he sacrificed himself on the cross, he redeemed us. My sins have been purged, and so have yours if you've trusted Jesus as your Savior. And it's only Christ that can do that. Amen? Not being a church member, not being dunked in a baptistry, it's not your good works. It's the blood of Jesus that saves. Period. Notice what he says. It says, he's the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power. And to go back to that for a second, we're talking about his power. You understand he spoke the world into existence. Okay. And when he by himself purged our sins, he sat down on the right hand of majesty on high. You know, on the day that Jesus was crucified, he cried out, It's finished! The Bible says that he gave up the ghost. On that day, that very moment after he gave up the ghost, understand the veil of the temple was rent in twain or two. And because of his sacrifice on that cross, understand this morning that now... I don't need a priest. Now, I don't need anyone, preacher or teacher. I myself can come boldly before his throne of grace because now, because of his sacrifice, I have access to God. Aren't you thankful for that? That blows my mind. I can approach his throne anytime I want to. And I don't worry about getting a busy signal. I don't worry about going up and telling, oh, he's not in. He's always in for his child. You see, again, after paying the debt that only he could pay by sacrificing himself, the Bible says that he's now on the right hand throne of God making intercession for you and I. He is interceding on our behalf. And when the old accuser comes before him and says, yeah, that's your child. Yeah, that's your preacher. He says, shut up. He's been bought by the blood. He's our adversary, our intercessor. Thank God that he's on the right-hand throne of God. Amen. Amen. And then notice what it says. Real quick, get out of there. It says, Being made so much better than the angels, as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. 
Turn with me to Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. Y'all know this passage. I don't want to misquote it, so we're going to read it together. Hebrews chapter 2, look at verse 9. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. You see, what a name. Christ came into the world to be a Savior. What did He save us from? Our sins. A little over 2,000 years ago, in the city of Bethlehem, a babe was born in the manger. And just as many at that time didn't recognize who he was, just like today, there are many that don't recognize this babe born in a manger. But listen to me, according to the word of God, God has highly exalted him and given him a name above every name in heaven and in earth and under the earth. Did he leave anything out? That at the mouth of men, they will one day confess that Jesus Christ, that little babe in a manger, is king of kings and Lord of lords. And I pray that you'll take that to heart this morning. I pray as we prepare for this season where we recognize that God sent his Savior to the world that we will remember who we have in our hearts. Remember who he is. Remember his grace and his sacrifice. And we'll be willing to tell people what the true meaning of Christmas is this year. Grow in Christ this season. But let me throw this in. It's easy for me as a preacher to tell you grow in grace this season. Grow in Christ this season. Folks, you're supposed to grow every day. It shouldn't be just this time of the year. And I'll go ahead and say it. Christmas is every day for us that know the Savior. Because we celebrate and live because of Him coming into the world. So, remember, no Christ, no salvation. No Christ, no Christmas. Do you know Christ? I pray you do. Would you stand with me? Brother Bob, y'all come. So that's short and sweet, preacher. Yes, sir. That's God's word.
it is short and sweet. But it's the truth. And I pray you know the truth. Father, that's the message. Thank you for being our Savior. Thank you for coming into the world. And Lord, as we reflect on this time of the year, may we share the blessed message of you coming to sacrifice yourself and redeem us, Lord. Lord, I don't know, again, those here, what their need is, but if there is a need this morning that needs to be met spiritually, even physically, I know you're God and that, Lord, you're the Lord of power. So may your will be done. Bless the invitation. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Maybe you're here this morning and you just want to come and thank the Lord for what he did for you. Altar's open. Come. Maybe you're here and you want to rededicate and commit yourself to the Lord. Come. Whatever he's leading you to do, but especially if you're here this morning and you've never trusted Christ, I'll go ahead and say it. You don't know the meaning of Christmas. You've not experienced peace and joy if you don't know the Savior. So come, come.